Hey friends, I'm so stoked you're here today. We are continuing the conversation about the scale, the scale series. This is episode number three in a four-part series, and today we are breaking down how to move past the quote perfect number. We all have it, that number that we just, you know, life will be better if we get there, and breaking down the truth about your ideal body weight. And I love this conversation because it is something that honestly has taken me 20 years to work through. (laughs) Coming to this objective place with my number and the scale is something that it's like, I think I get there and then something else triggers me. I mean, I remember I'd been working in eating disorder treatment for, I think it was eight, yeah, eight years and I got pregnant. And at that point I was like, oh, I'm past all my body image stuff. And then I started getting on the scale. You know, I'm pregnant. I'm supposed to be gaining weight. And even then, seeing that number go up, it triggered some like old thoughts in me. And I had to reassess, reposition my mind because I hadn't worked through all the stuff yet. And then beyond that, I mean, life kept like popping up new with new things, new challenges, new triggers that made me reface that number and redefine it and reacquaint myself with how to be comfortable with it from new angles, new positions, new numbers. It's, it seems like it's never ending, you know? One of my mentors many years ago shared this with me, and it's always stuck with me that for women, this is a lifelong battle because when we're going through puberty and high school and middle school, you know, so much is changing and that's when eating disorders might pop up or disordered eating. Then we work through that and we get into our 20s and 30s and it's body image stuff because we might be getting pregnant or we have lifestyle changes and we might be diagnosed with things like hypothyroidism. I mean, all these things start to pop up and it starts to mess with our perception of our body. Then once we work through body image, we've gotten past all that, then we start aging. (laughs) And now we have to work through it all over again as our body is changing and we're getting older and we're going into menopause. So it is a lifelong journey and it's something that we can either choose to fight and it can be shackles around us that literally and figuratively weigh us down or it can be something that we learn to move and grow with and we adapt and adjust along the way and we don't let it define us. So I'm really excited to be continuing this conversation today. We are going to be focusing on shifting our mental perspective when it comes to that number and moving past our attachment to that quote perfect number. Not that we can't keep working towards it if it is something that you're after, but letting go of putting our value, our measure of success and our self-worth in that perfect number. I'm really excited to break this down for you guys today. And if you're finding that this series has brought up a lot for you, like maybe you're finally ready to let this number go. You recognize you have an unhealthy relationship with the scale, but you're really nervous that if you if you don't stay attached to it, like are you going to let yourself go? Are you going to gain all that weight? Are you going to start eating like whatever you want and have health problems later on down the road. So I get it. I've been there. I have walked with many, many women through this journey and friends, there is a better way. So if you're thinking you are one of those, I want you to head over and sign up for Food Foundations. Friends, my mission with Food Foundations is simple. It is to give you the blueprint on how to become an empowered eater. So you can work towards these goals without going into the all or nothing thinking without coming to this place of like, I either pass or fail. And if I fail, I'm throwing in the towel, which a lot of us stay on that rat wheel and we can't get off of it. This is your guide to finally figure out a plan on how to not just get healthy and fit, but to do it without sacrificing those meaningful moments of life and without going back to a lot of the diet culture crazy, the obsession with macro counting, 
it can be done. We can hold space for discipline and intentionality and growth and being a healthier, more energetic version of ourselves without going into the all or nothing thinking, without being perfectionistic about it or giving up pizza night with our families on Friday night. I don't want to do that. I would never give that up. So I'm not going to ask you guys to do it. I just know that you can feel not just comfortable, but confident in your body. And you can do that throughout the whole process. Like you don't have to get to a certain weight to feel that confidence, to feel that empowerment. You can be there now. And when you're, you arrive at this place of confidence now in the body that you're at, and we reallocate your sense of value back to your values, your faith, your family, your purpose, your career, it's amazing the snowball effect this has. Friends, empowered eating really is such a cool place to be because we balance letting go of diet culture. We do the whole diet culture detox and then we reconnect with biofeedback. And that's the science piece where we can hear what our body says. We can interpret the true biofeedback that God has given us to guide our food decisions. And this is one of my favorite parts in working with my students is like helping them recognize those steps in biofeedback. During one of my sessions with my students who's going through the course, she shared with me this experience where she recognized that if she had like a heavy, heavy carb meal before she went to bed, it took her longer to fall asleep. Whereas if she had a lighter carb or more whole grain carb-based dinner, she slept better. And I was like, that's biofeedback. And she goes, what? Like, what do you mean? And I said, that is your body saying, hey, This works better when you eat food in this manner. Like you sleep better and that's your body telling you what kind of food patterns are helpful to you and help you be a healthier version of yourself. And it was so cool to see her make that connection between, hey, when I eat this, my body responds this way and that reinforces me eating that way. And it just completely changes the game because then instead of making these food decisions based on what like the Instagram influencer told you to eat, You're actually doing it based on your own experience. And if there's one thing, if there is one solid piece of research and information we know about behavior change, it is experience that will solidify those changes into habits. And learning to reconnect to your biofeedback is so crucial in creating a sustainable, empowered relationship with food. So it's just really cool to see it all come together. And then, of course, we pack on the nutrition side where every single person gets a customized fuel plan to help guide them in that process. Because I know sometimes if we're eating so far from what our body needs, kind of feels like, gosh, I've come so far away from what's healthy and what feels good in my body. I don't even know where to start. Friends, don't worry. I've got you covered there. So we do all of this in food foundations. And so if you're really finding that this series is bringing you to this place of like, yes, this is an issue. And I notice like I have attachment to this number, or maybe I don't know how to get to the number I want it to be at because I'm scared of going back into the diet culture crazy. And yet I still want to make a change. Or, you know, I want to let the number go. And at the same time, I'm nervous about letting myself go if I don't see what I weigh every day. I mean, all of these things, friends, we work through in great detail in the course. So head on over to JessBrownRD.com. Click on courses. You guys are going to see all the information there. And of course, I'd be happy to answer any questions if you guys have them beyond that. Okay, so let's dive in today. We are going to break it down. How do we move past our attachment to this perfect number? How do we let that number go without feeling like we are settling or throwing in the towel or letting ourselves go? Hey, awesome. Yeah, I'm talking to you. 
I know you're ready to stop falling into diet culture traps and finally put together a realistic plan on how to boost your energy. You might feel stuck because you can't quite kick the chocolate habit. The whole body love thing isn't getting the job done. Or maybe you're at an impasse because you are pushing it in the gym, but you can't figure out how and what to eat. How many times have you Googled best diet and found that the latest trend has failed you? Hey girl, I'm Jess registered dietitian, wife, mama, and total science and nutrition research junkie. I too used to be stuck in the cycle of insecurity and never feeling like my body was good enough. Then I tried to fix it with food only to end up right back where I started. I did some really hard work. I found food freedom, but then I was confused on how to eat healthy and get fit without falling back into diet culture crazy. I wish someone would have taught me the difference between discipline and obsession. I wanted to be the healthiest version of myself by balancing healthy eating with food freedom. Like how do I actually eat healthy, get fit, and have donuts with my kids? It wasn't until I figured out this awesome balance between discipline and permission, the art of intentional eating with sprinkles of flexibility. The empowered eating model was born. Here on the show, we nix diet culture while creating values-based health goals. We reconnect with how our body responds to food through biofeedback. All the while figuring out a plan on how to get healthy and fit without sacrificing the most meaningful parts of life. Sustainability doesn't mean never eating your favorite foods again. I mean, pizza is life, right? <laughs> we are here to finally not just feel comfortable, but confident in our body. I am so excited to fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Head on over to JessBrownRD.com and grab my three steps to empowered eating guide totally free or hop onto my e-course food foundations to get the step-by-step -step deets on how I got here. All right, you ready to take your inner awesome to the next level? So grab that cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, cause girl, it's time to go. Most of us have a number in our head. Like if we just get to this number, and if it's not a weight, it might be a size, it might be body fat percentage, but we have this target. And when I'm talking about moving past this perfect number, I don't mean you have to let that go and that it's never attainable. What I mean is releasing our definition of success based on whether or not we attain this number, because this does two things. Number one, it sets us up to miss the journey and we, then we get discouraged because we're so focused on the outcome that we're not actually taking part in the day-to-day -day steps. And number two, it sets us up to fall victim to something I call the arrival fallacy. This idea that once we accomplish something, we've arrived because that's such a lie, right? It's like even if we crush our goal and we finally get there, there's always more work to be done because now we either want to sustain that goal or we want to push past it and do more, do better, live bigger. It's just part, I think, of the calling we have as motivated women it's something that we will always be looking for is what's that next step and so when we have our attachment to a specific number and we narrow it down to just that perfect number going back to number one we lose sight of the journey and when we lose sight of the journey we aren't able to do the day-to-day -day things that we need to do to get us there so when I think of this journey for myself I had this number that I felt really really good at it's what I weighed in high school and I went all through college way above that because that's when I was my most unhealthy self. I was in my eating disorder. I was binge eating. I was exercising in response to food instead of just exercising because I loved it. Yeah, lots going on. If you haven't listened to my story, go to episode one. It's all in there. I was not in a good place there. And then post high school or post college, I started dating my husband and we got married very quickly after high school. 
And I was just in this season of happiness. And my weight just dropped back down. It was crazy. I, I mean, I wasn't focused on it. I was just honestly so Twitter-pated with my husband <laughs> that I like I just stopped caring about food and exercising. And so my weight just nosedived back down to my high school weight. And I remember I felt great. Then I started working full-time and it started creeping up. <laughs> I think this happens to most Americans. We start moving less, sitting more, stress goes up. Then I got pregnant and it went up after post-baby. It came down a little bit, but never returned to my pre-pregnancy weight. Then I had another baby and I gained more weight on that. Like I, I was the kind of um, pregnant person that I would never forget I would turn the corner. And no joke, one time my boss was like, whoa, oh my gosh, I could see your stomach coming from a mile away. You're huge. You know, I'm like, thanks, dude. I'm aware. I live in this body. <laughs> and then I remember my body just never went back. And I remember looking at the scale post baby number two thinking, is it, is it ever going to go back? If I could just get back to that wedding weight, you know, I was so happy. I felt so good. Like I was doing all the things I'm telling you not to do here. But I share this with you because here I am in the middle of my career of helping women with eating disorders, letting go of the weight and that number. And I still found myself going back to it and attaching unrealistic expectations to myself because I was afraid, like, if I, you know, if I don't stay committed to this, what's going to happen? Will it keep going up? And you guys, it's just not fair to compare my post-kid, full-time working mom self to my early 20 Twitter-pated early love self. It's a completely different place in life. It's it's so unfair to compare those two stories because it's they're two different people. I would almost equate it to like me comparing myself to my friend. It's just not fair to compare that. But then enter weightlifting. I started weightlifting. It was something that I've never done before. I've always been a cardio fanatic and I started weightlifting and I just, I drink that juice and I love it, friends. Y'all know this about me. I love the feeling of lifting something heavy and like dropping it on the ground. You know those commercials? You guys remember? I don't remember which gym it was, but it was like I'd pick things up and put them down. That's how I feel. I love it. <laughs> but there was something so like powerful to me in feeling strong. And what was interesting about it though is the more I weightlifted, the more my weight went up and up and up. And I had to really challenge my attachment to that original number. I mean, I didn't weigh myself for years because I just couldn't see it. It was like every time I saw that number, it I had a negative association with it because it actually creeped up to my college weight and above. Now it's above my college weight, which was when I was super unhealthy. So I really had to do some work on how to like detach from the number and look at what was going on around my health, like what was happening outside of the scale to assess if this was something that I could get comfortable with. And really I needed to because I loved what I was doing with my body. And I knew I wasn't willing to go back to starving my body or trying to cut weight. It's just not something that I was up for at that time. I had two young kids. I was going to be hangry if I did that. And I knew I wanted to be present and available for them. It really, really challenged me. How I worked through this is something I now do with clients. And it's one of my favorite things to walk through with you all. And it goes like this. We create a weight story timeline. And just side note here, my end goal is to get us to pull away from the focus on the scale, but I recognize that so many of us do. And so to get there, sometimes we have to like really break down why we're so attached to this. So this is one of those exercises that helps us get there. So we start with just the numbers and I'll ask what somebody weighed at major points and milestones in their life. So what did you weigh 
when you were, you know, in high school? And then what about post high school? Did you go to college? Would you weigh in college? Would you weigh if you went to grad school in grad school? And then other milestones, like when you got married, if you decided to have children, if you had a career change, if you went through menopause, if you had a diagnosis, like let's get all the numbers out. And then we go back through those numbers and we start to attach the story to it. So I was in high school and I was an athlete. I went to college and I stopped playing sports. Maybe I didn't exercise at all. Or maybe you did exercise and you were you know, in a D1 school. And so exercise was something you did more than you did in high school. But we work through each number shift and each phase of life. And we write all the language, the story around it. And what's really cool is then instead of just seeing the number we get the whole picture, the whole story. And a lot of times when our weight shifts, whether it drops to an unhealthy place or it goes up beyond what's comfortable, we forget the story around that. And we just see the number and we attach that number to success or failure, completely forgetting everything that goes on around it. So it can be a really healing exercise to work through and something that helps us detach from that number because oftentimes when we have this perfect number we are not seeing that number clearly we're not seeing it for what it was associated with and oftentimes what I have found in this exercise is that perfect number that clients or myself even have been attached to are either not something that we would have in our life right now like it cost us something that we just don't have the capacity to do anymore so maybe we are obsessively eating we are macro counting and we are now a working business mom that has a family and lots of responsibilities we just don't have the capacity to go back to that or we don't want to go back to that because we're doing other things. And in my case right now, you know, I am I'm weightlifting and I have totally different goals. So for me to think that I would ever be in the same body I was in before is just unrealistic. And then lastly, it doesn't allow space for our story. And this is where many of you have been through hell and back. It's just astounding to me how much people go through on a day-to-day basis that impacts our body and our weight. Maybe it's a health diagnosis. Maybe it's a traumatic event. Maybe you lost someone. Maybe you had a financial crisis. I mean, by the time you get to your 30s and 40s, like life starts kicking you around. And when we stay attached to a number, we don't give ourselves the grace that we need and the space for our story and the changes and what our body's been through because it's been through a heck of a lot. It's a really cool exercise. I encourage you guys to do it. And if you want help walking through that, I would love to walk through that with you. You guys can hop on one of my um, power sessions and we can walk through that together because it's just, it's a really, really cool exercise. So when we're walking away from this attachment from the perfect number, we have to look at our story from start to where we are now and see it for more than just the number. The other thing we have to do, friends, is we have to redefine health based on that story, based on what we've been through, what our body has been through, the relationship we've had with our body. And we have to look at it from a deeper, more value-based angle. And I really challenge you to do this because I think as a woman, we're constantly tempted to find value in our number. I mean, it's not just weight, friends. It's also money. It's also age. It's like we expire by the age 35. And after that, it's all downhill. We have to when we're working through this stuff, detach from 
all of these numbers. And to do that, we got to go back to our values. We have to redefine health. This is a lot of what we work through in Food Foundations where we detox all the diet culture crap. We have to name it. We have to call it what it is, get rid of it. But we've got to replace it with our own definitions of healthy and our values-based goals. You guys hear me say it on here all the time. Values, values, values. Go back to those values-based goals. It is incredible how life, not just life-changing, it's truly life-giving when you shift away from being obsessed with the number. And again, not that you can't keep working towards it. Most of my clients, it's like they have this number in their head and it's not that we stop working towards it. We just, we let go of the attachment to it and we stay focused on our day-to-day journey, on the steps we're doing here today in the present moment. And we don't let not being at that number be our joy thief. Friends, this is applicable anywhere. Like I said, money, age, weight, (laughs) all of it. Our culture tells us you are valued based on numbers and that could not be a bigger lie. You are valued because you are a child of God and he has a plan for you. He has a calling for you. And it is so much more than your body being a specific size, number, body fat percentage. And what's amazing about this is when we shift our value, we shift our perspective away from that number into who God called us to be, who we were created to be, the gifts that we have, your awesome is amplified. What's cool is ironically, your health is amplified too, because now <laughs> we're, we're so focused on our mission that we're less worried about like, can I have the donut? Can I not have the donut? Oh, but I want the donut. Oh, fine. I'll have a bite. Okay, fine. I'll just have two. Oh, I'm throwing in the towel. Like we stop that madness because we're so focused on our mission and our awesome is just amplified. It's a really cool thing to witness. And I want that for each and every one of you. So my invitation for you today, friends, is if you're thinking like, yes, I have got to dive into this and get this situated because this madness I didn't get time for this. <laughs> Friends, I want you to head over. Food Foundations is ready for you. Head on over to JessBrownRD.com. It is time. Life is too short to be attached to this number. Like you have too much to do, too much to give, to think that your value is any less because of that number. I don't care if you've gained 50 pounds, 100 pounds. Okay, you're here. Here's the body you're in. You got work to do, but guess what? You're amazing as you are. And meeting yourself where you're at is going to be the best thing you ever did for yourself because you're going to be happier along this journey. And guess what? You're going to have the strength and sustainability to work through the journey and be the healthiest version you have ever been. Or maybe you are someone that is so laser focused on not allowing your weight to go up like a pound or two. You're like, oh, if it starts to go up, it's never going to stop. That is a lot of stress that you carry that you don't have to. And I can't wait to help you let that go and just reallocate that energy for things that need your attention and your undivided awesome. Oh my gosh. I just realized I recorded this whole episode for y'all and never even talked about your ideal body weight. (laughs) Okay. Here it is for you. Ready? Get out a calculator. Got it out. Okay. Throw the calculator down. If it's your phone, don't throw it down. Gently set it down. (laughs) Your ideal body weight is the weight at which your body lands when you are sustainably, intentionally taking care of your body and prioritizing your values, tailoring your definition of health based on those values, friends. It's where your weight lands. And I guarantee if you continue on this journey, your weight is gonna go through a lot of different seasons, but you're gonna be less attached to it and more attached to the feeling, the pure ecstasy you feel when you are taking care of yourself and feeling good in your body. It's amazing. It's so freeing when that weight doesn't matter. That number doesn't matter. I can't wait to get you there. Friends, have a fabulous day. Cheers and happy eating.
Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review, and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.